Is that good? I genuinely can't tell if that's good. Hello. Hello. This is Aiden Jones. And you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree, Tuesday the 19th of July, and the year is 2022. And fuck you. No, 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 Aiden. Not fuck you to anyone, actually. And not fuck, you know what? Thank you. <laughs> how about, how about thank you, <laughs> Aiden? How about not fuck you to the people who have just tuned into your podcast? How about thanks? <laughs> and that right there is um, what's been going in my head for the last uh, 15 years. <laughs> Lashing out and then instant regret followed by personal admonitions. Admonition, good word. Anyway, how are you guys doing? You doing good? I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're having a great week. It's late, man. The podcast is going to be, it's not going to come out on Tuesday. I'm sorry. Je apologize. Um, uh, Je suis sorry. It's 11.21 currently on Tuesday evening. I've had a bloody rip snorter of a day. Absolute crap. You know what? I've got this weird fucking spot on the end of my nose, like at the top of my left nostril that hurts. And it feels like a pimple, but I can't feel a pimple. It just hurts. It's just sore. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And I just keep touching it i keep like wiping my like not even wiping my nose but just like you know you touch you know you touch your nose sometimes i don't need to feel guilty about that i've done nothing wrong and here i am touching my nose and it's just like ow a little fucking spot i've had a huge day (laughs) i'm actually psyched that i'm getting the podcast done tonight it would have been so easy for me to go to bed so today i flew out of sydney at <clears throat> what, like 4.30 in the afternoon? So did that and then landed at Melbourne Airport and had to, before I even left the airport, fuck, I need a bit of tea. Oh, thank God. The one constant in the world, it'll never let you down. Tea. So I get out of the airport at six and I have to jump straight onto a call with uh, the guy in Edinburgh who's filming the doco that I'm working on that we're going to film in uh, the fringe and uh, a, a call with him and the guy who is prospectively going to be editing it just to kind of, you know, like figure out what needs to be done in the filming process to make the edit easier and all this stuff and, uh, so I jumped on that call. I'm in the fucking airport, like just outside the airport, sitting on a fucking plinth of some statue. Um, and uh, and then from there, I jumped straight into a cab and went to Catfish and did a set. I've got a... Bu- Man, I did eight minutes of all new stuff and just had a great set, like all stuff that I've written in the last like three, four weeks. I'm feeling so good about the jokes that I'm writing at the moment. And I've got more stuff that I've written. It's just all stuff that I've written since festival. I'm feeling really good about it. So that's great. I do. I have like the new 10 that I was talking about. Do I have 20? I've probably got, I could probably do 20 minutes 
of stuff that I've written since Comedy Festival, I reckon, at a stretch, which, like, that's awesome. <sighs> so, yeah, I'm feeling really good about that. Feeling great about Edinburgh. I'm still scared. I'm scared about the docker. I'm scared about the money. I'm scared about the process and that it's not going to be good, but I'm just trying to let that go and release that fear because you know what I'm realizing as someone said to me the other day, the other day, it's a great encapsulation. Perfect is the enemy of good. And I think what I was trying to do with the last show and the reason that it was, I just was annoyed by it is I had this one story that I was trying to make perfect. And in the end, I focused on that to the exclusion of everything else when I could have been having other ideas and filling the show with other different jokes I was just trying to get this one joke perfect. And because of that, that joke ended up being fine. And the rest of the show wasn't good because I didn't work on anything else, you know. Whereas now I'm like just churning stuff out, man. New ideas all the time. I've got, I got, all right, let me try this one thing on you. Let me try this on you, podcast. Podcast audience. I've been thinking about the idea about how like, I guess it's just that it takes energy to hang out with your friends, you know, but it's important to hang out with your friends because hanging out with your friends, it's almost like there's two different kinds of energy that you have, like the social energy that hanging out with your friends kind of depletes that energy, but it feeds you in a way where when you're by yourself, you feel good about yourself if you've had like positive, you know, times with your friends. And it reminds you when you start, or for me, I start feeling like a bit sad or whatever when I'm by myself, if I've been by myself for too long. And hanging out with friends is a reminder when my brain starts to go like, hey, maybe you're a loser and everyone hates you. It's like, nah, because I fucking had lunch with my mate and made him laugh and it was good. So the way that I'm trying to like, I guess, represent that is that it's like when I'm by myself, my brain starts shit. You know, it wants to pick a fight with me and hanging out with my friends is like gathering evidence for the eventuality when I'm in the courtroom defending myself against my brain on the charge of being a worthless piece of shit. I pull up memories from times that I've hung out with my friends as evidence, you know, like uh, exhibit 33 and it's like my friend, you know, Lucy and the thing, the screen rolls down. And it's a video from my mind's eye of Lucy going, ah, you're so funny, Aiden. And then my brain, the prosecution is like, objection. Lucy's a fucking idiot. She'll laugh at anything, you know. And the judge is like, sustained. Lucy is a moron. <laughs> and everyone in the everyone in the jury is just, the jury is just 12. It's just me. Because <laughs> I'm trying to convince myself. But they're not, they're like little. <laughs> Because they're in the jury, so they're like tiny. <laughs> I've thought of that before. <laughs> it's just for some reason, if you're in a jury, if it's like all me in the jury, they have to be small little me's. <laughs> and they're all like, oh yeah, she is a fucking idiot, isn't she? You know, the judge is like, she laughs like a crow. And they're all like, she does laugh like a crow. <laughs> uh, and then I was trying to think of other examples that would work, you know, like other things that remind me 
because I'm, I was talking to my housemate just now, actually. My housemate made a good point, which I do feel. I often feel like the reason that people are... Or no, I don't feel like this, but just I sometimes when I get really paranoid, like it happens when I'm on hallucinogenics, I think that there's like the whole world is a big joke set up to be like play a big joke on me, you know? Like... Um, like, uh, what's that fucking movie with that guy in it? Jim Carrey. Come on, Aiden. That's the name of the actor. Now, what's the movie? The Truman Show. That's right. Um, yeah, that movie, man. That movie is not good. You shouldn't watch that movie if you've got like a fucking inferiority complex, you know? It's just going to put weird ideas in your head. I remember years ago taking acid um Oh, this is... <laughs> I always think about this story, but I never tell it. I actually told the story of this day recently, me and some comics in Newcastle. I was in Newcastle at the weekend, and uh, me and some comics were recounting times that we'd shit ourselves. <laughs> and I remembered this one day at a music festival, I shelved a pill. I was like, this is like 20, 2011. And I shelved a pill like like the start of the festival, and then was really drunk and cooked and whatever, and had the whole day. And I was abs- I was like head over heels with this girl, and I thought all day that we were going to go home together because I was leaving for Bolivia. I was going on like a trip to Bolivia for that summer. So this was like this music festival was like the last hurrah, you know, everyone was there or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go home with her for sure. And it didn't happen. I was on acid and I just was in my head and I thought that the whole day was like a setup for like our friends that were going to like bring me and this girl together. And then I went home by myself and I had a shower. I took my pants off and I had a shower and I was just like shit all down my fucking... <laughs> it was like my fucking underpants were just full of shit. <laughs> and I- it's so disgusting. And I remember being like, even in the acid, like haze, being th- relieved, like, oh, thank God she didn't come home with me. <laughs> like, imagine if what I had wanted to happen had happened and we got back to Mike. <laughs> We're going to go fuck and take my pants off and I just got shit all down my leg. Oh my god, it's disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, like <clears throat> fuck, I remember so much from the um so I left the music festival and I was just like scared and all in my head and you know, the girl and uh, some of our friends were like there and I remember walking along with her for a little bit and then like getting freaking out and just like running off into the night and then getting in the cab And it had been the best day. I saw the streets when I was like in love with the streets, man. And it was supposed to be their farewell tour. That was before they fucking came back and whatever. But just the best day ever. Magnetic Man, I remember. I remember the girl that I liked got up on stage during Magnetic Man. She was like part of some dance thing. I don't fucking know. Um, My friend... (laughs) I'm not going to tell that part of the story. Um, But so... I run off into the night and I, I run into this cab and that was like a big thing for me at the time to get a cab because I did not have a lot of money. So 
for me to jump in a cab, it's like I'm really fucked up right now and I just need to get home. And uh, I jump in the cab and I remember for some, like, two things about it. First of all, jumping in the cab, I remember being like, oh, I wonder if all my friends are going to be at home, like, waiting for me. Like, I bet everyone, this is the paranoia that I'm talking about. I was like... I bet everyone is going to be at home at my house, like at my parents' house because my parents were out of town. I bet everyone's going to be there and they're going to be waiting for me and we're going to have like the best party. We're going to have the best night ever. We're going to keep partying. And I was thinking that and having like, I was like, oh, I knew, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, man, this is for sure. Oh, my friends are the best. I can't believe they've gonna, they've organized a surprise party for me when I get back to my house. And, um, and then on the radio, there was some ad and it was in like a lute or like an old medieval kind of like, ding, ding, you know, that like sparse medieval, like stringed instrument thing with like a bard behind it, like some guy telling some old medieval kind of story. And it was talking about a big feast. It was like a rhyming poem of like, and all the legs of chicken in the land and all the cheese you can fit in your hand and maple syrup and jam and uh, pheasant swing and everything that will make your heart sing or whatever the fuck. All right. (laughs) It was some poem about food and it kept going and I thought it was an ad for like a pub, you know, with like... um, like a new buffet, like a Sunday buffet. I was like, oh, this is a weird ad. Like it's like some medieval, like, all right, yeah, your pub's a fucking medieval pub or something. And then it kept going and then towards the, it kept going. It was really long. And then at the end and it was like, that was a medieval poem about like, and the poem was like about the most incredible feasts that you could ever possibly imagine that no one would ever even conceive of in their lifetime. But now that just sounds normal to us. And then it was like an ad about like food waste and charity and stuff. I don't know why I remember that. And I don't know why I've told you, to be honest, because there's no point. I don't know that I've ever told anyone that. It's just a memory that I have of being on acid in the back of this cab and it distracted me for long enough to forget that I knew that there was going to be a surprise party at my house and then my cabbie dropped me off and I paid and whatever and I got out and my house was dark, like it was quiet everywhere and I was like, oh, it's really, um, yeah, they've done a really good job at like hiding everyone and I walk up to the door and I put the key in the door and I'm like, this is the moment. I'm going to open the door and everyone's going to jump out and I open the door and the house was empty and like I didn't show outwardly or even like there was no change. It just, there was like a mild disappointment and acceptance of like, of course there's not a, why would there be a surprise party, Aiden? (laughs) Why would that be happening? And then I just like (laughs) went to the bathroom, (laughs) took my pants off (laughs) and saw (laughs) just a bunch of shit. <laughs> I went from thinking that all of my friends were going to jump out 
and surprise me and we were going to have the best night ever to in the, in the time that it took me to walk to the other end of the house, getting taking my clothes off, getting ready to have a shower and just finding a day's worth of shit in my pants. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a funny story. Yeah, that's good shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, fuck, maybe I could put that in the bit. Could I put that in the bit? Nah, it's just got to be, there's got to be some stuff, like there's something in the bit about how my brain makes me think that like everything is a joke to be played on me, you know, like, like if I use evidence of like, oh, that time that your mom said that you're proud of you and then it was like, oh no, not that, it's, oh yeah, and then it was like, oh, maybe she fucking, I don't know, I'm not workshopping the bit live on the podcast. You get the point, right? The courtroom is a funny idea. It's a funny way to display how sometimes it feels like your brain is like fighting against you. Do you ever feel that? Are you just like, if you just let your brain go, it does weird shit. And you're like, why are you fucking doing that, man? Stop. What? Stop. I thought we were a team. Now you're saying that I'm a loser. I'm not a loser. Am I? No. <laughs> um, oh, this is what I was going to do. I have, man, we had a submission for a uh, people taking pictures. I don't know that I'll use it as the picture for this week, but I will talk about it on the podcast. If you send me pictures of people taking pictures, I will talk about them on the podcast. This is a good one. Um, shout outs to Lauren. I don't think she listens. I think she just follows me on Instagram. Uh, the picture of people taking pictures is like this one girl. Uh, so it's like at night. It's in a, a pink lit alleyway, which is weird. And uh, there's this one girl standing back like legs poised. Really fucking... Isn't it weird when people take... Fo- I just That's part of what I love about the people taking pi- pictures is... Like, people stand weird when they're taking pictures, you know? Like, you can really just fucking buss it. You can just fucking flick your phone up and go, Ba-choo! but people, like, they they pop a little stance, you know? Because they're the one taking it. So they, like, they're not thinking about how they look. So this chick's got her legs one in front of the other in, like, a, like a vertical power stance. And uh, phone in two hands and she's kind of leaning back and uh, the chick is like the, in the photo is like just against a wall of a wall of graffiti. And so that's like the, the chick taking the photos in the middle of the frame. The chick having her photo taken is on the left. And then on the right, on the far right, further back from the girl taking the photo, further away from her than the girl she's taking the photo of. Like on the other side of the road... There's a Supram with a baby in it. <laughs> and and my friend who sent me the photo said that the pram belonged to the woman having her photo taken. So she's just left her baby on the other side of the road over by some bins. Because <laughs> she's like, I have to get my photo taken against this graffiti wall. Oh, man. Um, the first I saw of it, what it looks like is it's, uh, the, the chick taking the photo. It looks like she's, it looks like it's her baby, but I got the, um, 
Whose baby? The camera person or the subject? Yeah, it's the subject. I thought it was the camera person's baby at first, but it's the subject's baby. I wonder if they were friends. In my mind, they're not friends. In my mind, the subject has asked the 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 other person to take the photo and distracted her from her baby. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the graffiti, good. It's nice to take photos against graffiti. I also am not sure if they're friends because they're dressed quite differently. Uh, the only reason they're dressed differently is the subject of the photo is wearing like a really big jacket and the chick taking the photo is more uh, like her legs are showing. She doesn't look as cold. You know, like she's wearing shorts and I'm just like, if these two are friends, they would have the same idea of what cold it is. <laughs> Isn't that, don't you think? If you're going for a walk with your friend, there's no way one of you is wearing pants and a huge overcoat and the other one's wearing shorts and a little hoodie. They're like, those people just aren't, they're not friends. The both people are wearing pants at least both people wearing pants, especially at night. They've come from different activities, I think. Yeah, I reckon the one chick in taking the photos come from the gym and the other chick's like wearing a big parka because she's taking her baby for a walk. Tell me if you reckon that's a sound theory. People wearing different, like dress for different climates. They're not friends. <laughs> All my friends feel cold same way I do. If you feel cold different to me, I can't respect you as a person. So yeah, I had a great weekend. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great mood, you know, despite the fact that the podcast is late. I'm in a really good mood. Great week of shows at the Newcastle Comedy Club. Such a fun time. Oh, by the way, I'll put that photo, people taking pictures. I'm going to put that. I'll put it on the Instagram at sitting under podcast and I will... Uh, I'll um, I'll give you a shout out if you got any people taking pictures. I should have been doing this from ages ago because it's the one thing that I fucking stick to, is that I eternally love people taking pictures. If you've got a submission, send it my way and I'll talk about it on the pod and I will um, post it on the on the fucking podcast Instagram. <sighs> so yeah, great weekend at Newcastle Comedy Club. New Comedy Club, man. They've been going for like nine months. Newcastle, 300,000 people. Fucking one of the best clubs. One of the best small clubs. It's like 90 seats. Upstairs. Main central area of Newcastle. Everyone's paying like 35 bucks for tickets and they're filling it. Friday, Saturday night. The pay was good. I did my solo show on the Sunday. I didn't sell as many. I'm learning how to sell tickets in these markets. I got some ideas. You know what I'm thinking? I sold about 25 tickets all up, still made money, fine, but I only spent like 100 bucks on ads and I'm now thinking I should be spending because it's a 90-seat room and like there's always the chance to fill it. Like I could have filled that room. So like what if I had fucking filled it? I would have made like two grand. So if I spend like five, at this point, I'm, I don't care, I'll tell you my finances, I made 500 or $450 from the show. Gross profit? No, gross, gross. Um, and I spent 100 on ads. But if I'd spent like 500 on ads, who's to say that I wouldn't have sold more? I don't know. There's got to be a way to sell tickets without fucking putting dumb content videos up every day. Not to say that if you put those videos up, you're dumb. 
but my videos would be dumb. If I put videos up every day, they're not good videos. Some people are fucking, they can enjoy that and you see it in the videos. It's great. Hugh Robertson, fuck man, I love his videos. He's so funny. He loves it. Luke Kidgel does the fucking crowd work. Is so good at it. Loves it. Puts the videos up. People fucking love him because he's enjoying it. If I try and do crowd work, I end up just not, it's not good if I'm trying to do crowd work like for the clips. It's no good, man. I write jokes. I do bits. I talk on the podcast. 54 people listen. That's my fucking... (laughs) So, but there's got to be a way to get people to the show outside of just already having a following, you know? Like, I want to build a following through stand-up. So, I'm thinking at the moment, my theory is to have good advertising content and then use money to amplify that so that a lot of people see it and then they, off the back of that, come to the show, right? So, yeah, that's the idea at the moment. The next show I contested on, I got Barcelona on the 29th of July, so that's next Friday. And uh, it's on sale now. It's on the website. And I'm going to fucking chuck some cash at it, I reckon. I've got a video. I've got a good video. It's like 35 seconds. I'm going to fucking put a few hundies on this and see if I can't sell a bunch of tickets to the show. I'm very excited. Man, you know, I'm leaving in uh, less than a week. Less than a week I leave Melbourne and uh, in a week's time I will be, in a week's time as of now, I'll be in the air on my way to Barcelona. How fucking crazy is that? I'm so psyched. I'm so scared, like, to leave the country for the first time in three years. I'm so fucking excited. It's just, like, think about where you were three years ago and what your life was. Three years is such a long time. And I just like what I thought my life was going to be when I got back from that last trip in like October 2019 and then what it's been for the last three years, it's crazy. And to think that I'm going back, you know, to that, to Edinburgh, to the place that's like so important to me, that's been so pivotal in so many moments in my life that I've gone there and like in comedy, you know, like learned stuff or like learned things about like the business of comedy or performing and comedy itself and developed and whatever, that I'm going back there and I'm making a documentary and I'm doing two shows a day and I've got all these spots and I'm doing a fucking tour with one of my best friends afterwards in Amsterdam, in, 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 in fucking Rotterdam and Eindhoven and, and Luxembourg. Like it's, you, I can't impress upon you enough how excited I am. <sighs> yeah, man. Uh, I've got to give a shout out to Ben Russell and Maggie Look because I went to their show on Wednesday with a friend and uh, it's, uh, what is it, Real Hollywood Tours, something like that. Fuck, it was so good, man. Me and my friend giggled our fucking asses off. The show is not in a venue. It's out on the street and everyone puts headphones on and then Ben does a bunch of character comedy and Maggie's behind a sound desk creating like a full soundscape and you're transported away to, um, it's like, you know, you're in Hollywood and Ben just does all these characters. And there was one bit where he pretends to be like, he's going backstage and all the sounds like in the headphones are like, you're near a theater and he 
goes in this door and then comes out as if like he was the person who was just on stage. Mm. But like where we were in the show, like where we went for the show was just like an alleyway and it was raining and there was like 30 of us for the audience and it was pissing down with rain, but we were in this little alleyway that was like undercover and like where Ben went into like the door that he went into was just like some fucked gross door, <laughs> you know, like in an alley, how there's sometimes just like a gross door. He went in there <laughs> and then he came out as a different character and it was so well done that I was like, for a second, I was like, oh, I didn't realize there was a theater in this alleyway. And then it's like, Aiden, there's not a theater in that alleyway. That is one of the gross doors. Of Melbourne. That's one of Melbourne's famous disgusting doors. <laughs> Melbourne has been named the most livable city in the world. Chief among our landmarks is the disgusting doors that pepper our streets and laneways. You know what? I think I just went into a bit of Aurelia St. Clair there and I don't... Am I allowed to do that? Uh, I mean, just because she's black, it's not a black accent, Aiden. Relax. It's okay. I think I just did, though, because she reps Melbourne in her fucking videos. That that was... That's it. Fuck, that's how good of a branding she's got. She is the voice of Melbourne tourism. That would actually be... I don't know if you guys have seen her earlier St. Clair's videos. They're very catchy. Go and watch them. She does a bunch of, like, Melbourne suburb breakdowns and stuff on TikTok or whatever. And evidently... They've become so ubiquitous for me that when I think of promoting Melbourne to the world, immediately I'm like, that's who should do it. Uh, an African chick from Germany. <laughs> she, you know, she's got a niche, man. Anyway, what am I talking about? Ben Russell, Maggie Look. Great show. Loved it. I don't know if they're doing any more. Who knows? Who cares? That one was great. I did a gig in Gordon on Thursday night. Thank you to everyone who came out to that. Thank you for the bar, the Gordon Hotel, for taking a punt on this little fucking boy. And, um, yeah, it's just been a great week. I don't know what else to say. Went up Tomaree Mountain with with my dear friend Matthew Vasquez, comedian, um, when we were in Newcastle. Took a car for the day and just drove out to this mountain. Went up the top. Incredible views. That will be the photo for this week, I reckon. Will be... Uh, oh, man, I got a new fucking shirt. Dude. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen the shirt. And uh, I'm so excited about the shirt. Do I want that photo? Or do I want the photo of people taking pictures that I got? Nah, I want the shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have the picture of me wearing the shirt. Maybe I'll have a picture of me wearing the shirt, but I look dumb. I've got my hands in like a very weird way. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, yeah, I've got this Brixton shirt. Man, Newcastle genuinely is such a sick fucking city. There's uh, a bunch of different little streets with stuff on. And this shop that I went to that I got the shirt from, Abacus, A-B-I-C-U-S. I woke up early on Saturday morning. I went to the markets. I Evidently, I got to the markets too early. I jumped the gun. I got there just after eight, thinking I'd be too late. It was cold and they weren't ready. <laughs> the coffee machine wasn't on. The fucking, they weren't taking card anywhere. The card machines weren't on yet. I was way too early. Oh, oh God. 
went past this cafe, sat in there, whatever, and then uh, I saw this shop. I walked past this shop. I was like, that looks cool. So when that opens at 10, I'm going to go back past. And I went through, and the dude, they had records, books, but like cool books. You know, like, you know, like a book, but like a, it's a cool book. <laughs> what do you mean, Aiden? What do you mean cool books? <laughs> you know, like books that I like. <laughs> But I didn't buy them because I didn't like them enough. But I was like, these would be the books that the cool version of me would own. If I bought a house, I'd just buy all of these books and just put them around the place. Glue them to the walls. <laughs> Been to Aiden's house? Yeah, he's got a bunch of books on his walls. He's just stuck them to the walls. <laughs> It gets all windy and they thump, they open the covers are glued to the wall. They like open and thump against the walls. Why is it windy? It's very drafty in his house. He spent all his money on books, couldn't afford a door. <laughs> um, bunch of cool books in there. Records. Didn't look through them. I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to buy a record. I fucking got room in my bag to be taking that back. I've done that twice. I've taken records back in my big bag. Stupid. Every time it creases the fucking cover of the record. Doesn't fit in my bag properly. But I did find this fucking sick flannelette. It's a Brixton shirt. It was a hundred bucks. I've been looking for a shirt like this, dude. Let me tell you, I've been looking for months for a heavy flannelette shirt to wear in winter. And now I found one with a week to go before I head to Europe for summer for the next six weeks. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. But anyway, I got it. And that's what the picture's going to be this week. Me wearing that. And is that everything that I wanted to cover? No. There were a couple more things. I got that. Oh, the male salsa. Oh, man. Do I want to talk about this? I don't know if I can be fucked. A few weeks ago, I put a, a photo up on my Instagram and it was from this thing, male soul. Nah, I can't be bothered explaining it. It's like a uh, it's like a joke page. It's like a I don't know if it's a joke or if it's real, but me and my friend laugh about it because they put up all of these like, you know, uh like male inspiration. Like what's the one that they put up? What's the funny one that I found? Life is like a dick. It gets hard whenever a girl enter in life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they sound like they've been written by, like, a misogynistic AI. Um, <laughs> and um, so me and my friend were saying, they've got, like, they're, they're, those were kind of words, but in front of pictures of, like, just, you know, stock photos of dudes looking hot or, like, with Ferraris or whatever. So me and my friend have been laughing about that forever. And then they messaged me and they were like, hey, do you want to get featured for you know, get featured on a page. I was like, fuck yeah. And they were like, okay, 15 bucks. Oh, you know what? I will tell you the story. They told me 15 bucks to get featured. And I was like, fucking, you know what? I'll do it because I want to do it. I was thinking of it as a like, it's like $15 for a present for my friend, you know, like for us to have that joke and share that together, I'll pay 15 bucks and I'll surprise her I won't tell her that I've done it. I'll, I'll tell her that like they never got back to me or whatever. And then one day it'll just come up and she'll laugh. But that was in April that I booked it. I gave him the 15 bucks, PayPal them the money. 
And I was like, all right, sick. And they were like, yeah, it'll come out in May. And then May came and went. And I was like, all right, and when? And they were like, June. And then June came and went. And I'm getting impatient. It's been fucking April, May, June. They're like, by the end of June, they're calling me sir. So what I think is going on is like, maybe it's not a joke. Maybe they're serious, but they're just like, you know, their English isn't top notch, which feels like, I don't know, like, am I making fun of people or, but then if they're being serious about it, then they're kind of cooked because they're, they're all about this like male, you know, men don't need woman, only need man. It must be a joke. Some of the things are too fucking crazy. Like there's like weird, you know, homoerotic innuendo and stuff in there that are, that are genuine, sincere, earnest, like self-improvement men page that we all make fun. Like that wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? All right. But I think, well, they are from India because I ended up talking to the guy and their English is not perfect. <laughs> so it feels bad to be making fun of, but fucking... I feel like I'm in on the joke and they're in on the joke. That's what it is. It's like if they've made the joke page, it feels like they're in on the joke. But maybe part of the joke is the fact that the English is not perfect. I'm not sure. I don't fucking know. Anyway, they took ages for the fucking thing to go up, right? After I paid my money. And I'm like... When's it coming? I said, it's been 10 weeks, mate. This is ridiculous. Men on a mission to... Re That's right. Because their, their thing is like men on missions. And I was like... It's like... Uh, it's at male soul, but two S's. Like male's soul. But one word. <laughs> Everything about it is just like slightly wrong. Um, and then their tagline is men on mission. And I was like, men on a mission to rip me off more like it. <laughs> I said, you say you care about community. Looks like all you care about is money. <laughs> and they, they said, it's not about that, brother. Admin was busy with some other works. And I said, mate, how hard is it to post a picture? Just post it right now. And they said, brother, it's just because promotion is scheduled accordingly. I'll have forwarded your response within two days. It will be shared. And I'm like, I, I was genuinely angry. I'm annoyed at myself for actually letting this get to me. But I was like, put the fucking post up. I want to have a laugh with my friend. I said, I'm sad for you, mate. If this experience was better, I would have recommended your page to my friends. It's a good business idea and could make you some money, but clearly you don't know how to treat your customers well, which is why your main page hasn't grown in months. A missed opportunity for you. And they said, brother, when you said picture was ready within first week, it's just that the admin was busy with some important work. And I said, excuses are for the week. What could be more important than running your business effectively? <laughs> And then they posted it. <laughs> and then and they posted it. And then in the message, they said, King. And then afterwards, they said, Sir, do you watch cricket? And then I was like, oh, you know, like they've just, he's he, now he thinks that I hate him. And so he's trying to be my friend. And that, that was really nice. So I was like, I don't, but like, he goes, I'm a big fan of the Australian cricket team. And I was like, I watched the Ashes and we talked about cricket for a bit. And it was nice. And now I feel good about it. But everyone, when I posted this, because they, they tagged me in it with a like contributor, so it goes on my feed. And a bunch of people were like, Aiden, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I started having second thoughts because I was like, oh, what if a bunch of people just think that I'm genuinely posting like men? <laughs> 
like my mum was like, Aiden, what is this post that you just put up? Oh my god. And then like two days later, the thing with the fucking lawyer where she thought I was like getting a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, to some people it must look like I'm really going off the rails and that assumes that people are paying attention and you know what 54 of you are and I want to thank you for it because that is the podcast for this week that's the end of it thank you guys for listening man I hope you're having a great week I really do because I've had a great week and I'm really excited to go away and uh, I reckon if I'm planning Next week on Tuesday, I'm going to be fucking in the in the midst of travel. So I reckon I'll put the podcast up on Monday. I'll be in Cairns uh, doing my last show in Australia until September. I will be at Laughing Heart in Cairns, MC in that show. So yeah, I'll do the podcast. I'll chuck it up on Monday. And then the week after that, I'll be coming to you from fucking Edinburgh. God damn. All right. Have a good week, guys. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.